This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, the founder of the Ops Authority and the creator and author of the Director of Operations certification training program. I am thrilled that you guys are here. We are on episode 176. Yes, we are airing 176 times we have come together to talk about operations and building a business as a service provider. Before we kick into this topic today, I just want to say thank you. I am deeply and genuinely just so grateful for you showing up week after week and staying interested, staying in conversation with me about a topic that I'm clearly passionate about. So I love seeing other people win. I love seeing the transformations, big and small, that take place inside of our community. So if you would like to deepen the conversation and carry on this conversation, the best place to find me is in our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group really just for you. That's exactly why we have that. <laughs> and it's a communication tool. I invite you to come over to theopsinsiders.com. Again, you're going to be welcomed inside of our Facebook group. And we carry on the conversation that we start on this podcast every single week right there inside of theopsinsiders.com. So I'd love to see you guys there. I'm excited today to talk to you in a little bit of a different way. This is more of a behind the scenes and kind of what's going on with me inside of my business. And I think it's something that you guys would like to hear because whether you own your own business and you sell your services or you're an employee inside of somebody else's business, there's a good chance that you are having to make decisions. And that goes without saying, right? I feel like to be alive is to make decisions. And me as the fearless leader of the Ops Authority is doing the exact same thing. And sometimes on a larger scale than I ever even imagined because I'm making decisions for my company, for myself, for my family, for you know the students that are coming through here. And so as I just reflect in the heavy amount of coaching that I have participated in, I've been in business a little over eight years now. And almost the entire time, I have been influenced by so many different people. Most of the time, I have had a coach that I have been working with in a one-to-one capacity, sometimes in a group capacity. I feel like I've always had a mastermind of sorts of people who are supporting me and championing, championing? That's a hard word to say, but who have been really in my corner helping me to guide and giving me some perspective and some feedback, some input when I am up against a decision that I don't really feel really certain in making. And so one of the things that I want to focus on today is being transparent with you and letting you know, while I have always leveraged the feedback and the perspective of other people, 
I feel like most of the people that I've worked with and learned from and have befriended, they all feel very convicted in their particular thought process, right? And so there's nothing wrong with that. I have just really learned to adopt, and you have to. This is something I would want for you too, to understand that you are going to be the best decision maker and no one is going to understand your circumstance like you do. So in our business, we are very, very, very headstrong on not not just repeating what other people do because it's a shortcut or it's the easiest thing to do. The other thing is making sure that it's not cookie cutter. I'm a big believer that we can learn and pick apart the pieces that you are interested in, that work for you, that you like and admire and can snuggle up to, but you don't have to like simply copy and paste because that certainly never works the way that you want it to. All of that to say that in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you guys about the expert advice that I have been told that I'm not going to listen to. So what are the things that I am not doing but have been told to do? This is completely relative to my business, but I thought it'd be fun just to share some of those things. So I have seven different pieces that I'm going to be sharing today. And the first one is launching versus an evergreen product. So you guys know we have the Director of Operations Certification Program. And here we have chosen to use a launch methodology, which means we have a live event or a conversion event that frankly, I pour my heart and soul into to help other people understand. Of course, it brings awareness to us, but truly during that week or day or hour that we have together, my real goal is to help somebody on the other end get to see if this is the right program, the right time, the right specialization for them And in addition to that, I really want them to understand me, to see me for who I am. So it is, there are pretty much no frills. I try to bring my true authentic self forward so that someone gets a really good understanding if this is truly the right thing for them. And so that is what we call a launch methodology. The opposite or a different approach would be an evergreen. And I, ladies, I have never had a coach tell me to continue with a launch model. Sometimes people will say, oh, you know, get your business going and start scaling with the launch model. But once you get traction, flip it over to evergreen. What does evergreen mean? If you're new to that terminology, evergreen means that you've got it for sale. You've got a product, which in our case is the certification, and you run it from an evergreen perspective, meaning that anyone can buy it at any time. So I've never had a coach tell me not to do that. They're always encouraging me to move over into that because they feel, and these are people from different walks of life that are focused in different areas. And the reason they all tell me that is, Nelly, you're leaving money on the table. And what they mean is when someone's ready to buy, we may not be in a launch. They actually may not be able to purchase from us. And we've had this happen, ladies, where people will come, we're not in a launch cycle at that moment. And so we put them on the equivalent of a wait list. And when we are back into the sales cycle, we'll reach out to them and say, hey, are you ready to join us? 
And you guys know how buying behavior works, right? Like if you're looking in your closet and you're like, oh, I need some new blue jeans. I'm just, I'm ready for some new blue jeans. You go out and you get them, right? If you wait a couple of weeks, you're like, eh, you know what? I really didn't need those blue jeans, I guess, right? So crazy analogy, but that is really what happens. It can happen if someone comes in outside of a launch cycle and you know they're ready to go, but we're not open and available. So there is a risk in losing a prospect at that point. But for me, the reason that we are sticking, the, the expert advice in this case is evergreen your program, make this evergreen. The reality for me is that when you go into an evergreen cycle, you lose the customization, the personalization, the one-to-one connection. That is who I am. That is exactly what fires me up. I want to see, hear, feel, touch, train, mentor during the transformations. I'm not really a good passive coach. I want to be involved. And so for us to deliver in a way that is fulfilling to me, we have chosen to stay with a launch model. It also allows me and my team to be focused and, you know, for our product, for the certification program, I just feel like the launch is the most perfect thing for me, which leads me into the second thing that I'm doing that the experts say not to do. (laughs) And that is to have a cohort-based model. What is a cohort? So we collect people through those launches that I just told you, we'll get a collective group together and the group goes through our program all at the same time. So I'm a big believer in community. I believe that there's greater transformation and a lot more progress. And community is at the base of our audience, my audience, which is a female audience. And we want that community. We want to celebrate. We want to win. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want the feedback from groups and community. And so cohorts, for me, seem to be the best way to do that. Again, coaches have told me time and time again, if you would just open this up, again, to that evergreen model, you're going to make a lot more money. And it's not about that. If I'm making money and people aren't having transformations, they're not completing the work, they're not achieving the results that we really promise, then it's not good money to me. It's like dirty money. And so we have chosen to stay with the cohort model. And I love it. It's also awesome for the way that we have chosen to deliver our program. Of course, I've already talked about the community piece, but the results are, I'm just really passionate about achieving results together. And since we have cohorts, everybody is pacing at the same time, which leads me to my third thing. We have chosen to drip our content So dripping content is a method of releasing content in a staged manner. So it's like content piece by content piece, and it can happen at a time that you deem that it is necessary. And so it's not like an open model where let's say you purchase a training and you get all of the content all at one time. You know, people will tell me, coaches have told me, Just keep it open so people can learn as they want when they have time available. When I look at the stats and I understand how few people actually complete courses, programs, trainings, even free trainings, 
you would be so surprised that those numbers are less than 15%. 15% of people. And this is that 15% is based on people who purchased something. Do not complete. And so if I'm promising a transformation, it has just made much more sense for me to bring people through in a cohort style and to drip the content, their learnings, we do it all together. Again, you can see the sense of community. The community piece is a big part. The other piece is I've delivered this program 17 times now. This is a six-month program. We have done it 17 times. We've learned a whole lot about human behavior, about the behaviors of operators, which is our audience. And yes, it kind of feels good when you open up a course or a book and you can see all the content that you're going to be going through. But for us, we've learned so much about how people learn and in which ways that they're going to get the best results for them. So for us, it's like chapter by chapter by chapter. And when we do this, it allows us to see if there's anything that we need to elaborate on, if there's any additional content, if we need to have an additional session. Whereas if it was open, we wouldn't know. Plus, this helps to guide our conversations. It helps our coaches to be very up-to-date and in tune with the students that they are supporting. So the third thing that we do that experts tell us not to do is to drip content. It's not that they say not to do it. It's just easier. Administratively, it's easier just to open it up. Because when you drip content, you have to go in there. You've got to create a schedule. You've got I mean, it's nuanced on the inside, but all of these things I'm telling you have built a business for us that does take more administration than, you know, an evergreen program. And I believe that this is the reason that our results are a lot stronger than the majority of other programs that are out there. It's also reputationally why, I mean, people get results. And when they get results, the reputation of the program stays really strong. And, you know, that's obviously important to me. The fourth thing is our experts around me have told me, you're doing people a service when you offer them a payment plan. And, you know, yes, that's great. We have a high ticket program because it's high touch. There is a big transformation that's going to take place. And because of that, it's high ticket. So for me, it just makes sense to make sure that we give people a variety of options to pay or to finance this. But the experts out there will say, if they're going to take a payment plan, you should inflate the price. So there should be like a tax, I'm just going to call it a tax, for people who cannot pay in full. Well, I completely disagree with that. And to be honest, I listened to coaches and to mentors for about the first five years of my business. And at the end of the day, it just didn't feel right. And it feels a whole lot better now to have a flat price. So whether you select a six-month payment plan or you pay in full, you're not penalized for taking that extension in the payment. So that's the fourth thing. The fifth item that we do differently than the experts tell us to do is I feel very validated in having an in-house sales team versus an outsourced sales team. Now, I'm not telling you that that will never happen here or any of these things will ever happen. But for the time being, I just want to say that internally, inside of our business, we have our coaches 
also help our students during a launch cycle. We call them our concierges. So they're they're a resource for our prospects. They're helping to answer any questions. And the reason we do this versus bringing in external talent is number one, to optimize their return. So they're incentivized when they build a connection, when they're a resource to answer these questions. We incentivize them. And I want to do that to the people who are already on our team, right? The other piece, so that's on top of their compensation with us. But the other thing is, these are the people that know our business. And I am so fortunate to have our accountability advisors and our coaches are all certified directors of operations. So not only do they know me, they feel very connected to me and our mission, the vision of our company, but they understand the industry. They understand the career field of being a director of operations. And I find that I would rather have an authentic view of somebody who has been in the trenches and done this work versus somebody who is an excellent salesperson who can talk the talk very well. So I feel like we're doing this in a very authentic way and could we make more money if we did it differently? If we brought in some amazing salespeople? Probably so. For me, I feel best right now by leveraging our internal talent because of the familiarity. We are able to build a relationship in the sales cycle, the launch and the sales cycle. And if those people choose to join us, then we just extend the relationship. They're not having to go to another person. So I have joined other programs where they had a sales team or a a sales advisor type of person where I have one conversation with them. Once I give them my credit card and I'm now a student, all of a sudden I am dealing with a whole new group of people. And it's not a terrible thing. I'm not saying that that's just going to break your business if that's the model that you have. But for us, I love the continuity. I love when someone understands where you start and gets to see you all the way through to success. The sixth thing that we're not listening to is to completely automate everything. So we choose to have, you know, we have several, dozens, actually way more than dozens, (laughs) custom outreaches to our prospects, to our applicants, to our students, even to our graduates. We have plenty of opportunities to automate things and we have automated over time, but there are just some pieces here that I wanna hold close to us. If someone writes on their application that they have a question, number one, I wanna give them the opportunity to ask the question before they feel pressured to purchasing from us. And then if they give a specific question, I wanna make sure we answer it before we take their money. So that's just one small example of why the customized approach works for us. The other piece, we have amazing accountability advisors. They are game changers for the results inside of our program. And I've been in other programs where they offer a similar concept, but it's very much a checkbox feeling, right? Did you do this? Yes or no. And even I've seen people who also use surveys for this. So we make this very human. Connection is big here and we wanna support you. We know that that's best through conversation. So instead of just giving you a survey or an automated form, we're gonna make sure that we follow up face-to-face. We give you dedicated time every single week. That could probably be another point here because experts are always telling me that having a coaching team is so expensive. I'm actually gonna throw that in. This will be number seven. 
Experts say, don't have a coaching team. Keep it lean, keep it lean. And of course, I understand why they're saying that because that would help us to have greater margins, but would the results be the same? No, I know that they wouldn't. And so instead of keeping it lean, we have a robust team. We have an operations team. We have a marketing team. And we also have a student success and coaching team that is truly dedicated to making sure our people get the results that we promise them. And so we invest quite a bit in them. We're paying for premium coaches to get premium results. And that's just, that's a cost that I was willing to take in. The last thing, which I guess is now number eight, (laughs) I guess we have a bonus is, you know, this is outside of the launch or even our certification program, but I wanted to talk to you guys about this because I think we feel the pressure to be everywhere on every platform. Our students and our graduates are always kind of conflicted with marketing because it's such a beast. There are so many different options for you out there in ways that you want to market yourself and platforms to be on and ways to do it. And it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming for me. And we have a pretty good sized team that's helping me to deliver and to promote what we have here. But I have had the pressure of video, video, video. And you can talk to our marketing manager who has been really on the video train and suggesting that to us this entire year. And it's not just her, it's everywhere. And you feel this pressure, like, do you need to be on TikTok? Do you need to be on Instagram? Where do you need to be? And you know, how do you optimize LinkedIn and all of the different places? Do you have a podcast? Are you doing this? Are you, I mean, we are not short on the ways that we can market, but the one thing that comes up for me all the time is video. And honestly, I am probably better on video than I am here on this podcast. Now, there is a whole slew of mindset things that go into a big production, what I feel has to be a big production for video, but it's one of those things that while the experts tell me I need to do it, I have chosen to be very selective with the way that we market. We are quite predictable here. I don't have, I tend to go into something, optimize it, get comfortable with it, see results, look at the data, and if it deems that, then we can get into more of a stabilization period where we can outsource some of the things if we need to, or we just optimize the way that we're doing it. And video has been one of those things that the experts have said, go, 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 Nat, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. And it just from us, we haven't had the time. I mean, we have been really focused in 2022 in growing and delivering and time, money, and the right strategy for video has not been available. Now we're working on it. I wouldn't be surprised if we pull this off in 2023, but 2020, 2021, and 2022 have been all about the podcast and more from an audio perspective. So just wanted to share and be transparent with you guys that I get feedback and I get told and I'm looking around and I'm watching and I'm influenced by people just like you are. And I want this to be a reminder to you that not you, not me, not your peer, not my best friend, not my business bestie, nobody has to do it the exact same way. So I want to encourage you to find the things that feel the best to you, even if your coaches, the masterful marketers, your role models, your idols out there are doing it a different way. It just may not be your way. When I 
dove in and became really familiar with what I could do and the things that I can do better than anyone else, it has provided me the opportunity to grow much faster than I would have if I was spending time in places and frankly being distracted by all the things that people are telling me to do. We all have that. I'm assuming I'm not alone here, but we have that voice in the back of our head saying, well, if so-and-so did it and does it this way and teaches us how to do it, number one, I should buy their thing. Number two, I should copy it exactly. And number three, there's no freedom in me having my own choice in what I'm going to do because this works for that person. Well, that's the deal is it works for that person. It's not going to work for you. Our dreams, our desires, our visions, our missions, our values, our boundaries and expectations, our results, the transformation that we crave, all of those things that I just rattled off are very different from person to person. Make sure that you are in great alignment with the things that matter to you and don't compare yourself to anybody else. If there's an expert or a guru out there that has a certain methodology and you're interested in it, learn it. Learn it, but don't feel like you have to copy and implement it 100% of the time. With every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, I want to make sure that you are not just listening to what I have to say, but you're acting on it. And so for today, I want you to head on over to our Facebook group, theopsinsiders.com, and there's going to be a prompt there. I want you to tell me what you're not doing that experts are telling you to do. So how are you customizing how you do business? Give us the expert advice that you're not listening to. Head on over to theopsinsiders.com. Ladies, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. I can't wait to be on the other end of your ears next week. But in the meantime, join us in theopsinsiders.com. Thanks a bunch, friends. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.